Hello, everybody, and welcome to Oh Snap, an MCU podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today we're joined by Marcely Jean-Pierre. Hey there. <laughs> Michael Henley. Hello. Katie Swerko. Hey. And Rob Alessiani. Hello. Cool. So we don't have first impressions. Today we have second impressions. So I just want to go around. A week has passed. Uh, we've watched the whole series. Some of you may have read some very in-depth think pieces uh, or comment threads on those think pieces that angered you like they did me. So I'm just curious, um, Michael, what are your thoughts looking back on this season, only season? Uh, my thoughts are really positive. I think that this was this was a real, well, I mean, you know, we, we've discussed before how this was not planned to be the first Marvel show out of the gate. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a, it was, it was a weird and experimental show, I think. And I, I always really appreciate when the MCU, um, you know, I, I, I said last week, you know, like the last episode, you know, was kind of like, there's, there's this thing about a lot of MCU things where I feel like they kind of tend to kind of like maybe sometimes often kind of end in the, the same way, basically with like a big battle, but like usually what that, is is that's the cap to something that's kind of experimenting in a lot of different ways you know and you see that back as early as like stuff like winter soldier and stuff like that where it's going to be very conspiracious and stuff and i thought like the the uh, starting this 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 being like the first marvel show not really because you know there have been a bunch of them but the first mcu show i guess um you know being kind of a tribute to television i thought really really worked well um and i thought it provided such a cool showcase for some of these actors that I felt were kind of underutilized by the movies up to this point. I, I was really, really a fan of it. I liked the experimentation. I liked where it took the characters and I liked how it sustained a level of kind of production value from the movies. Like if you were to put any one of these episodes on the big screen, it would look no different from like mm -hmm. one of the Marvel movies. And I mean, that is a strong compliment because like they are very, very different, you know, movies and TV, yeah. but I thought they did a great job with it. Cool. Katie, what do you got? Um, I thought it was a really good show. I think it's, um, I really think that they broke, broke out of the Marvel mold in a ways that, in ways that were really satisfying in terms of like, like, is it like one of the best shows to come out recently? I don't, I don't know if it, it makes top 10. Like it's no like the Watchmen, like, cause that show like really kicked ass. And but it's not like, you know, other shows where it's like they tried really hard, but they didn't succeed. I think that I think that the biggest um, issue I had was how quickly it fell back into just um, normal Marvel stuff. Sure. And I wish that they had like, I wish they had pulled out those things a little bit longer and then like, so I think that what I'm what I'm going at is I think that this season needed a 10th episode. I think it, need, it needed some, it needed mm -hmm. one other episode so we could do more fun things and then it go into like, whoop, we're in Marvel mode now. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. last week we had mentioned that it was scaled back from 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there you have it. Uh, Marcely, what do you have for us? I, you know, I guess thinking about it, um, I, I, I miss it. <laughs> I really do miss the uh, the ex experience of uh, just <clears throat> just looking forward to the to, to new episodes and looking forward to uh, what new reveals there there might be and just kind of like filling in the holes 
that uh, we've had throughout each week. Um, I think the, the series was super ambitious um, and I think it was super effective in, in every really big choice that they made and every really big um, and ambitious like uh, idea that they had, I felt like they hit it on the nail. So like everything, um, all of the sitcom tropes and all of the, the, the attention to detail that they had um, was just so good. And it almost became like the type of thing where you almost have to watch a breakdown video. And I, I guess uh, some people may not like that because, um, you know, because I've heard some people say that if you have to look up, uh, if you have to watch a, a video in, in accompaniment with a TV show, then maybe it's not effective in its storytelling. But I think with WandaVision, it's it's still effective, but it's like it's like an extra cherry on top if mm -hmm. you do find out uh, what all those Easter eggs and um, all those hidden messages are. Um, yeah, it was just like fun and and very ambitious, but, and I also do look forward to rewatching it just like yeah. straight through um, because I wonder how much of a different effect, even though I know what happens, um, I do wonder for the people who waited and uh, wanted to just binge it straight through what kind of experience they had. Um, because I feel like that doesn't leave the room for all of the speculation and all of mm -hmm. the expectations. Yep. Um, so yeah, but overall, I, I, I would give it like a, an 8.5 out of 10, maybe closer, maybe an 8.75. Ooh, big. All right, Rob. Um, yeah, I agree with, I agree with basically everything that I've heard so far. I, I, my, my main takeaway was that, um, like this, we, we got lucky. We got really lucky, uh, that they took so many risks. It definitely like reverted back to, uh, what is it reverted back to the mean, uh, it reverted back to, you know, kind of Marvel. Mm -hmm. Um, but for a very for for a scant two and a half months we got something that felt new and also uh reflective upon the past um it's funny you mentioned watchmen because that was the last maybe maybe uh lovecraft country lovecraft county, country. Um, country. was a country i yeah. can mm -hmm. never remember lovecraft principality yeah, Love, Love, Lovecraft Parish. Um, uh, like I, I'm, I'm thinking of shows that like felt like something, like they were doing something new. This show wasn't breaking any molds in terms of like social justice or you know shining a light on anything like that. But it did shine a light on, on grief mm -hmm. and um, and 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 uh, and mental health. I think mm -hmm. in, in a in a you know in a way that like kind of like a spoonful of sugar. Like hey, here's a Marvel property, but we are really going to dive deep into um into some deep stuff and yeah. it and it made it feel um it showed what marvel can do it showed what in this giant universe of characters that have now been going on for like closing like if we're talking early early marvel you know we're closing in on a century of of yeah. content you know at least you know the the better part of a century and um and it's still finding new stuff in the sandbox to play with and show mm -hmm. us in a new way. And it just, I guess it, so I was watching one of those videos, one of those like roundup videos and then an autoplay came on YouTube after, and it was like, 
all the abandoned plot holes in Game of Thrones. That was the next, <laughs> all the abandoned <laughs> plot, plot threads in Game of Thrones. And it just reminded me like how far something can fall that started really good and was like consistently good for a while. And then you just, you either, in that case, you kept going on beyond the source material and you thought you could make some yourself and you're not good at source material. You're good at adapting source material. Um, David and David, uh, but, yeah. but like that there is something to be said. Yeah. I, I think there definitely could have been another episode and that would have been great, but I'm glad that there's not going to be four more seasons yeah. because this like, like Watchmen, which like I am salivating for another Watchmen season. I, I yeah. do hope we get something new if, if the spirit moves the creators, but, um, but like, there's something to be said for just getting in, making a really solid season of television and getting the hell out. And it's almost, Marvel is like almost, I realize it's weird to say that to something that belongs in a universe that will probably go on in perpetuity. I, like, it's not like Marvel someday is just going to be like, and now we're done. There's no more MCU. But so they get to make a single standalone, really unique, really uh, creative and and entertaining season of television and it's a one-off. However, it's a one-off that does exist in this greater universe that that will vary between, you know, more weird stuff and more um, more kind of baseline Marvel movie stuff. So mm. they, they they have like a cheat code. Like it's almost mm. unfair. They get to they get to do something this cool that still exists in this mainstream property family. So I thought it was great, and I'm sad it's gone. But I'm glad it didn't overstay it's what it happened to to, to jump in for a second when we watched the the game of thrones like hear all the plot holes that dropped it they dropped it made me audibly say was this show good like (laughs) game of thrones a good show which i don't think and of course it was and of course it was was but like when you see but when like you see all of the flaws like put in a 10 minute move 10 minute video you're like oh wait what yeah. but i don't know if people are gonna say that about this show no like i don't think there will no. ever be a moment where people are like was wandavision a good show well like, some people are definitely oh. saying well, this show was bullshit. and early too from every but, episode. Like, <laughs> them. Yeah. but i definitely feel you on that because i yeah game of thrones I, I was just talking to this uh with alana my wife uh, a couple days ago i felt like game of thrones was hands down the best show ever <laughs> for about seven, six and a half seasons. And then like, I, I've just, I can't even put it in the conversation after that last season. So it's, oh, yeah. it's it, gone. Like the possible meteoric fall. Yeah. And the potential uh, of just like dropping the ball. Yeah. And since Game of Thrones was mentioned a third time, uh, <laughs> I am legally required to say that we have a Game of Thrones podcast, Stark Raven Mad. You can go back if you have not been through the series. Uh, the podcast will hopefully make it more enjoyable for you, especially those later later seasons. And it is going to be back because House of the Dragon, right, mm-hmm. uh, is is going to be coming out. Uh, and at some point, he will release that book. <laughs> he will release that book. <laughs> Don't hold will, your breath, Michael. <laughs> we will go through it. Um, but yeah, check out Stark Raven Mad. Uh, as for me, my second impression of WandaVision, I agree with everything that's been said. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I disagree with anybody who says that it's it's garbage in, in those comment threads, people that don't like it, um, people that don't like it because their predictions did not come true. That's a dumb reason to dislike something. Um, 
I love the characters. I love the the era. Um, I have an even more appreciation, uh, um, more appreciative of it for watching that making of that we'll talk about uh, briefly in a, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing people, like all the effort that went into into something, regardless of how much you like it or hate it, there's a there's a an army of people behind those things. Uh, so to make those uh, eras kind of come to life, I thought that was really cool. Um, the theme songs, loved all of those. And there are some things that, you know, are a little bit annoying um, because of the way that the timeline of releases has gotten screwed up. Uh, so why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? We're not going to see payoffs for something a year until like a year from now, for the most part, um, uh, with uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness kinds of um, movies that are coming out. But I, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would love a rewatch. I want a bloopers reel really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we got teases of that in the in the making of, um, and I want them to release director's cuts or yeah. uh, at least segments of episodes that didn't make it to to air. Um, throw it in the extras. Uh, I'll eat them up. I want but director's yeah. commentary. Yeah, I yeah. I am I'm on the same boat as uh, as Rob. I and I think everyone here. One season done. Let's leave it at that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how you would do a second season unless it's very much just her post um multiverse of madness nothing to do with any of the things that the first season has has established so yeah, yeah. let it go she owns yeah. a cinnabon we'll see if yeah, they no again more. this is a this is a season of tv that only i would enjoy i think but wanda goes back into her grief spiral and does only mid-2000s shitty reality TV. No. We got your Teen Mom episode. No, no, we got no. your Rock of Loves. Jersey Shore. Love Island. Jersey Shore. Oh, God. Um, all right, so we liked it. That's nice. We like the show that we're podcasting. That's always enjoyable. Yeah. Um, nice when it works out that way, unlike the strain. <laughs> um, so I want to hear some unanswered questions. Uh, some things that happened in the show that we don't have answers to that you think we might, or things that we didn't get answers to that you don't think will be important and they're just going to drop for that reason. Is there anything that comes to your mind? Because I have a few. Is Ralph Boner really just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a regular ass dude that they yeah. threw in there? And Evan, really just like yeah, Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah. So one thing I saw about this is that, and I I cannot, I wouldn't buy it if I had all the money in the world. Uh, is the showrunner saying that they had no idea that the the fans would kind of make these connections? It's like get the Come fuck on. out of here! Yeah. Get well, the yeah. fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah. Have you um, met a Marvel us. fan? What? The other thing I saw, right? Yeah. Uh, The other thing I saw was I think it was um, the director. uh, What's his name? Uh, Shackman. Yeah. 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 Uh, Saying on uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, Mm. I think it was him. I'm maybe mixing up the different things I watched. Yeah. But talking about the the release schedules and how much the the pressure on that cameo was not supposed to be what it was. and that uh, they were other way, other movies were supposed to come out before this kind of introducing mutants so that this might read more as a joke than it did. Got it. Oh. Um, so because of, because of the, because it came first and they hadn't brought mutants into the universe and, and uh, have that multiverse kind of sort of stuff happen. I think I'm pretty sure it was him that said he felt that it, if 
all things remain the same, it would have read more as the joke that it was kind of meta joke that it was kind of meant to be. So I'll buy he confirmed, that. I'll buy that. He, he confirmed then that there's stuff in the pipeline that was supposed to come out first that would have more set up the existence yeah. of mutants. Interesting. Yeah. And, and he, Interesting. he says like, everybody that's mad, just know it's all coming. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all coming. Yeah, he's like, you know, it's you know, it's on its way. It's yeah, right. we announced this. We announced that. You know, it's coming. Yeah, you have the whole schedule. Like, if you can print it out and tack it to your bulletin board, if you're really, really worried about yeah. what's coming out. Yeah, I still um, think they could find a way to bring it and be Evan Peters. Yeah, uh, and bring yeah. that throwaway yeah. joke back. See, but, now, yeah. if they see how hungry we are for that, yeah. like, who knows? If it's not if it's not on celluloid yet, celluloid. What year is this? <laughs> yeah. Not on a hard drive yet. Stanley Kubrick's not directing it. Then I'm not interested. If it's not committed to film yet, then you know I don't know. Throw us a bone. Um, my main question is, what? How have the people like besides psychologically? How have they been changed? Like how do the people in the town? have powers have they been yeah. changed mm -hmm. um genetically or uh, um, uh microscopically like do they have powers are they you know what's going on there because that they seem to have teased that a whole lot uh, in the show at least with monica you know but she kind of came and went yeah and um but like what's what's going on with the rest of the people in town because it seems like i don't know they were people, I thought everyone in the town was going to be a much bigger deal within this show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that didn't pan out. So I'm hoping that they, uh, I'm hoping that they get some kind of Marvel life. Because I liked all the characters. Yeah. I. It's probably just that. I guess we can't have all the mutants be from Westfield, Westview, New Jersey. That would be, if every mutant is, <laughs> yeah. is from New Jersey, it's that all would of them. be, and the t-shirts at Wildwood Boardwalk would oh, be man. hopping. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because there's uh, a lot of mutants that are from, like, different countries. Yeah. So. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's all Westview. It's Cam. They're, they're all it. from yeah. Central they're retconning, Jersey. retconning it in favor of New Jersey. Yeah, Gambit, he's from New Jersey. <laughs> he's, he's from the Pine Barrens now, but he yeah. still has a Cajun accent. He does a Cajun Gambit accent. Has. Well, the Pine Barrens are the bayou of New Jersey. Uh, this Wolverine, is true. Wolverine does kind of have like a Poly D haircut too. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they absolutely. just make it stiffer. Like yeah. thicker. Just more yeah. gel. <laughs> yeah, and some some chops coming down. Uh, yeah, they're they're... They're going to bring mutants in uh how they did it through this we got monica as we said as we know um we may see some other things within falcon and the winter soldier um although that one and we'll talk about it a little bit more in detail in a moment but uh seems to be a little bit more grounded we're not going to see a lot of the magic that we we saw within yeah and flying that we saw within this one yeah but we'll i still see. think that there's there's mutant potential yeah. uh within this well um, and, and falcon does fly it's I mean, true. He, yeah. That's not that's magic true. flying, but he does fly. That's true. Through the um, magic of science, he flies. Yeah, <laughs> magic of science. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy's missing person. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who was it? Yeah. They didn't clarify. No. You um, think that's an intentional, uh, or is that? I had read that that will be answered. The that most. Is oh, really? Yeah. That the is most compelling theory there for me was. That it that that that's Kevin Boner, uh, <laughs> or Ralph Ralph Boner. Sorry, Ralph Boner, because like it was so ridiculous of a name, and that he laughed at it. 
that it seems like it could have been like a false identity that was given to him like hey you're oh, an out of work that. actor oh. your name's ralph boner mm. you have these like bad headshots and okay. but you live in this town as like in witness protection mm -hmm. so also i'm gonna say this they really fucking missed the mark by not naming him Richard Boner because then he would have been Dick Boner. Dick Boner. And it <laughs> yeah, been if you're gonna do Boner. it, do it. Oh, boy, you're ready for motherhood. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah, I did read that. That is uh, going to be answered. I don't know if it's going to be an important answer so much as it's just going to be something that's that's. It's answered. a post-credit scene in Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was uh, wondering because I, I had come to the conclusion that it was just something that. Um, Cause they had the one episode where they were like, oh, it's a, more like a missing town. So like, yeah. maybe they were saying like, it probably started with like, you know, Dottie or something like that. And then it just like blew up and into this whole thing. And um, you just uh, made me remember that first episode when they were outside the hex and it's yeah. uh, Jimmy and Monica, there having that conversation, how X-Files that, oh, yeah. that all was. And when yeah. he's, and when she says, well, why don't you go in? He's like, because the town doesn't want me to. It's like, ooh, weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah uh, and those two cops seemed like they were, there was mm -hmm. something up with them. Um, but I, I, I still don't know like completely, but I, I guess we can assume that like um, Agatha might've done something to them, but uh, but yeah, because they, they were saying that ooh, Westview dopey. doesn't exist and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh. it's a little odd. Uh, no, I, I, was, I was just curious too, I mean, where you know obviously doc when dr strange comes out i wonder how strongly this is going to tie into dr strange because i think i did read that uh i forget if it was some article maybe that was spun off from uh from the uh from the kevin smith podcast uh that matt shackman visitor or something but i think they did say that the plan was to have benedict cumberbatch as dr strange in either the ninth mm -hmm. or 10th episode and that didn't really quite work out because mm -hmm. of the pandemic and whatnot so um and that's totally fine like you know i i don't i don't i i normally don't watch shows just be like oh why did they do this but like it does make me wonder just like okay so story-wise like how do you explain that in the sense of just like this is something major that's happening and dr strange could have shown up but he's yeah. elsewhere doing what i wonder yeah yeah i want i that's one of my unanswered questions is where was dr strange um within this world uh we, yeah. we we hear the 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 pandemic reasons why he's not there um but what within this world is I, I'm just curious what the reasoning they're going to have. I'm sure it's going to be good. Uh, he's in another world, you know, yeah. doing dealing with some business, and uh, they had a, a shield up or something, and he couldn't get the magic signals through. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> well, that Simpsons yeah. thing, like anything, if you're wondering at any point why this thing doesn't happen, it a was it was a wizard did it. A wizard did it. Um, well. And I mean, because I'm thinking back on the Doctor Strange movie, which I haven't seen in a while, but um, do you remember at the it end holds of that? Up. It does. It's solid. Um, do you remember at the end of the movie when, um, uh, who is it? Uh, Mordo, uh, she will tell Edge of Four's character, basically. Mm -hmm. He turns against Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. And you see in an end credit sequence in that movie, he goes to a locker room and beats up Benjamin Bratt because Benjamin Bratt's using magic. And he's basically just like, you know what? I figured out what's going on. There's too many wizards. So this is a clear setup for just like, so where were you, man? This was something major that happened. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this could have been something that either of you could have shown up for. Maybe the two of them were just fighting against each other. Maybe, and maybe, that, yeah. Strange. Yeah. Like, but there's like some powers coming from Jersey. Can't you sense it? It's like, no, this fight isn't over. I hate that magic accent that it has. <laughs> um, 
what is up with uh what's the deal with uh vision 2.0 where is he going what's his future within within this world you think he could have went off himself honestly but I, I doubt that that's what he did uh because I I, I don't... <laughs> got a gun <laughs> and a <laughs> bottle of whiskey <laughs> <laughs> right just waiting for the right moment uh, leaving Las Vegas <laughs> yeah must destroy vision um but yeah I, I think maybe he flew somewhere to like find himself a little bit more or maybe he like <laughs> Went to find like someone uh, an avenger <laughs> that could give him some uh some i don't know some answers but i, I think he's definitely gonna show back up um because i think his and they they planted the seed that uh he and wanda are going to continue to say hello and goodbye more for more sure a couple mm-hmm. of times yeah i think he goes and taps into jarvis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like like go to the source figure out like what what's my whole deal I gotta go to Tony's house. Tony's dad. is Jarvis still a thing? Uh, I don't know. Probably somewhere in some. I'm sure they could like. I'm sure they could like, without too much stretching of the imagination, be like, ah, oh, he's yeah. on a database. Yeah, is a USB or drive. Flash drive. Yeah. <laughs> he's in the cloud. <laughs> he's on a Google Drive. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, a. Yeah. As we know, Jarvis is very resilient. Uh, survived yeah. uh, Ultron, kind of trying to scatter him to the far reaches of the of cyberspace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like the um the idea of vision like Edward Culling um like like a uh, Bruce Banner where it's just like Bruce Banner wakes up and, and he's just like in the corner watching him <laughs> sleep like good morning what do what uh, what do I do <laughs> <laughs> what, what what am I <laughs> I want him to visit every single Avenger though like with that thing with like 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 with that just like just like every single day just go to a different Avengers house just like can you help me you know they all have like a group like text basically just going hey did Vision show up at your house tonight yeah it's like no I get him tomorrow I think and that's how he shows up that's how we bring Wolverine in because he shows up to that same bar yes Wolverine just tells him to fuck off he just becomes the Forrest Gump of the MCU (laughs) (laughs) running in everybody jumping off of what uh Michael said now I'm picturing like vision being like i have to i have to have a reason why i'm showing up and he just like dresses up like a pizza delivery person <laughs> yeah. just like vision with like a domino's like hat like like all cockeyed and just holding a cold pizza no it just like, says like human pizza on the <laughs> hat. um yeah I'm, I'm very curious what where and when vision and do they call him white vision is that how he's generally i mean referred? in the comics it's just it, in in the comics they New don't vision yeah, they're calling him White Vision on the internet, which I feel yeah, like I that's like not it. gonna hold up. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, that doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, it, it even feels weird saying it. Yeah, it feels yeah. Like it's not, it's not great. Uh, um, vision two. He, I think he's yeah. just gonna be yeah, Vision. Um, the Vision. The vi- no, yeah, no, the Vision. Yeah. I don't know if like when I started reading comics was just like at that specific time that it. So I've always and 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 also in the stand up arcade game uh for the avengers one of the people you could be was white vision mm. and that was like you know that was like that big eight person you could have eight people yep. playing at once like four screens anyway love oh, those God, button mashers man love yeah. them that one uh x-men uh arcade game simpsons X- was the best yeah. uh, oh, children of the great. atom yeah. children yeah. yeah simpsons simpsons and, and teenage mutant ninja turtles i was gonna say oh, yeah, yeah. i can still hear in my head the voice acting from the x-men arcade game uh perfectly 
Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, and, this is just our next podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> it's called comic Point video out. games. And, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Tommy and Billy kind of left out there. We're, we're likely to see them, see them again. Um, we don't know where they are, but they are in some, either a multiverse, another plane of existence. They're somewhere. Yeah. I think this is, I mean, I, I, not to like speculate and just get back on that train, but I think this is definitely like where the Mephisto connection or oh, Marcy's and Mephispero. <laughs> the Mephispero's <laughs> live on. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, if not Mephisto, then like some bigger entity is like, you know, doing something. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think just the way that the story uh, is progressing and and just the Easter egg and like just everything that they've kind of led up like the story that they're telling is that there's the the dark hold unleashed a uh, bigger uh, a bigger bad and that bigger bad is probably responsible for the kids um, you know being wherever they are and sounding like they're being tortured um, and yeah like unlike Game of Thrones where like you have all these these uh, devices and you have all these uh, plot points being set up. Um, I, I have enough confidence in the storytellers of Marvel to kind of like, you know, not drop the ball with all those things and actually finish telling those stories. Yeah, agreed. Other thoughts on uh, Tommy, Billy? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm mostly curious if they're gonna come back uh, as adults or if we're going to see them young for a little bit longer i think that we will probably see them young for a little bit longer than they maybe do one of those age ups um yeah on, like an on-screen yeah. age up to introduce almost in a post-credit sort of thing yeah um to introduce them as their older selves and uh the young avengers i really um, hope i really hope they do because um it you know wiccan's a pretty important character in the Marvel Universe because one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe but also um, one of the uh, an openly queer character that like obviously when we're talking about like oh the very first queer character in the MCU is a guy a random guy at like a, a, a group support meeting and they're like oh there's a gay guy in the in the Marvel <laughs> Universe so it's like oh we need a little bit better representation <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah. In, and Disney was like uh, uh, onward they're like here's here's for pixar's first gay character and it was like the cop and it was like <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like a little three <laughs> we can do better yeah, yeah. we can do so, better we're very proud of this moment but also we might have to cut it out in china so we need to make it like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah i mean that's why that's why they i think that's a huge reason as to why that happens was that like you know you create these characters that don't have a huge impact on the plot so they can easily be cut out from different yep. countries which yeah. sucks but yeah. I don't make money off a movie, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, just real quick, I'm actually wondering, I don't think they ever really fully, and it's fine if they didn't, but um, uh, I think we, I, I was always, I, I'm wondering why Wanda was, I understand why Wanda was creating the, the, the TV shows, progress forward, but she was broadcasting them as well, outside the, uh, you know, outside the hex. And I'm kind of curious about the mechanism of that and whether or not that means anything. Yeah, I kind of want would have liked a little bit more explanation as like as to how that worked. But I mean, they there is a very physics explanation in the one episode. <laughs> um, but like for layman like me, 
I, I yeah, I, in terms of just like the practicality of like why she's, you know, broadcasting it, um, mm -hmm. it, it didn't necessarily, you know, yeah, leave me fully satisfied. Yeah. Wizards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could even like contextualize it as like it's her version of like a cry for help kind of like it's her attempt to like part of her subconscious like knows that this is wrong and she's trying to gain access to the outside world or at least let them know, you know, what's going on and give them clues or something like that. But uh, I don't I don't quite think I, I, I felt like we just we didn't get quite enough actually for me to make that leap. Yeah, but maybe. OK, uh, we've done winners and losers for each episode of the season, and now it's time for the season winners and losers. Uh, let's begin with the losers, uh, and we'll go around starting with Rob. Um, my loser for this season is, it's. I mean, I don't want to steal anybody else's thing. It's got to be Wanda. Um, you know, she, she did something to a whole, to a, like... If we're if we're taking this at face value and what she did, it's unspeakably evil, right? Like she kidnapped an entire town uh, against their will. Well, you don't usually get kidnapped, you know. Sure, there's role play and everybody's <laughs> on the same page and there's safe words, but like she kidnapped an entire town of of, of people, adults and children against mm -hmm. their will, uh, and in doing so, she created this false reality that then she had to basically. Uh, watch her husband die again and also to at least her knowledge before the end credit scene create and then lose two children mm -hmm. so like an almost unspeakably sad and also pretty awful action so I, I think Wanda's my loser for for WandaVision very sound reasoning Katie um, I think my loser for this show is the reveal of uh some like exciting new characters we've never seen. Like we have Agatha and she's like brand new, but like I was like kind of hoping that they'd do like a Fantastic Four reveal mm. or something small. But um Yo, yeah. Monica. Yeah, Mo Monica Monica too. It's more of um we don't know what they're it's more of like i don't know what they're doing with monica yet and we've seen we mm -hmm. we know that monica existed before this because she was tiny but she was in miss marvel or captain marvel um but yeah like i was hoping like i was hoping that this might be like and also it's one show out of like a thousand programs that they're doing but like i was hoping that this was gonna like like open the closet a little bit of like and look at all these fun things yeah. that are gonna come and that didn't yeah. really happen but yeah uh so your loser for the season is hope <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, like with like with everything in this past year uh, hope is the loser uh michael um so uh when rob mentioned uh, about uh wanda kind of being the biggest loser um and uh and, and i definitely agree with that but also i'm going to for the exact same rationale i'm actually going to sidestep wanda and just say the people of westview mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. um you know everything every, everything that you said is right and i also think that marvel's probably going to be dining out like we mentioned earlier on this story for years and years as like as a place that stories come from either the trauma for the people of Westview who, you know, keep in mind too, recently in the Marvel universe, you know, the entire world has been through a tremendous trauma and now we're just doubling down on it for people of Westview. 
Um, and whether it's the mutant aspect or it's just like the actual, the, the, the absolute trauma of what's just happened basically and, and the hoping they're survivors, we didn't actually get quite clarity on that. Um, yeah, no, I just think the, you know, and, and, and I, I, one of my favorite things about the show is like the way it ended, which is this idea of like, yeah, Wanda doesn't get punished, but at the same time, it is straight up about the fact that just like she did something horrible and she needs to be alone at least basically. And like, she can't make it up to them. She can't, there's nothing she can do to fix it. Um, and I, I, you know, that, that path of destruction is, I, I think really compelling to me as, for her as a character. Yeah, I don't necessarily see her going down a season seven willow uh, path where she's just kind of trying to step away from magic for a little while or anything yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Not from what no. we can see so far. Marsley. Uh, I'm going to say my loser or losers uh, are children, uh, just like the children in the show. <laughs> kids uh, hate the kids who are like <laughs> just trapped in their bedrooms like yeah. and and the fact that they're trapped in their bedrooms and they probably experienced all of wanda's grief as well Ooh, yeah um Ooh. it's terrible and yeah. it's super dark and also her own children because they essentially they went to sleep mommy and daddy put them to bed and then they probably woke up in hell so like <laughs> I, that's really dark <laughs> It's yeah. really dark. So I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think any children in this TV show ended up uh, with a, a good situation. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Uh, my loser for the season. Now they may have their day in the future, but I think for this season, my loser has to be Mephis Bros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anybody Mephis that felt <laughs> Mephis Bros, uh, day after day, episode after episode, riding it into the ground um <laughs> it just didn't happen in this season again uh, as marsley pointed out a little uh, a little while ago uh with tommy and billy there is some definite potential there um but i feel like Mephis mephisto in this is like me on the stark raven mad podcast talking about lady stoneheart yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not. It's, she's not coming. You can still come. She can still not come. coming. It's not gonna happen. Uh, let's hit winners. Uh, reverse order. Marcelie. Um, winners. I'll say. Uh, I think my winner will have to be Monica, just because like she's one character who I felt like she stuck to her guns. Um, she she saw the good in Wanda, even though mm -hmm. it's you know a little on the fence <laughs> in terms of like whether that seeing whether giving Wanda the benefit of the doubt was justified um, because she really did do some terrible things. But I think uh, she used her good judgment and she she really put her own life at risk to to save a lot of people and. Um, in some regards, she was successful in that. And uh, she ended up with really cool powers at the end of the whole thing, um, you know, and then she's one character that we know we'll see again. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with, with Monica Rambeau. Cool, Michael. Uh, I think I'm actually going to go with, uh, for winners, I'm gonna go with Jimmy actually. Um, you know, when you compare his, his arc uh, from, you know, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp basically, where he's constantly kind of being, you know, 
tricked or made to think that uh, you know that uh, that, uh, that that Paul Rudd is still in the house because I can't remember Ant Man's real name, um, you know, or and doesn't know magic. Cut to this show. He does know magic. You know, he's higher up in the FBI. He stumbles upon this thing, gets to see Sword up close, gets to see um, you know uh, Scarlet Witch up close as she becomes Scarlet Witch. Calls in the cavalry at the end. He's he, he, like he had a he had a pretty good couple days, honestly. And I I, I like. I like, you know, whenever um, whenever Marvel does this or really any universe does this, like when it gets big enough, like super, super big, I like when they zero in on like kind of like the little person or little people for lack of a better, like people who are kind of like see things like kind of from the ground level, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and I and 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 Randall Park is incredibly fun to watch. So I would I, yeah, I would say uh, I would say Jimmy. Yeah. Is it Scott? Scott Lang. Yeah, yeah. Scott Lang. Yeah. Lang. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had just rewatched Captain America in preparation for Falcon and Winter Soldier, Captain America one, two, uh, Civil War, um, and I'll probably hit the um, Ant Man and the Avengers. Uh, yeah, fun, fun, really fun character, and I hope that they do more with uh, with Jimmy Woo throughout the throughout the series, uh, series serieses to come. Katie. Um, I think my winner for this show and the Marvel Universe is just uh, well-written women. I think that for a while, uh, the, they didn't do a good job with uh, writing women as people. But I think right around like Gardens of the Galaxy and like especially Black Panther, like they really were like, oh, okay, we've, we've kind of did had some growing pains but now we're in this place of like i'm just so really burned from like how they treated black widow and age of ultron and yeah. how messy and sloppy they were with her mm. but like you know agatha was a really interesting pretty not fully fleshed out but i'm i'm assuming we'll get there um you know wanda and her examination of grief and also like being a parent I think they really handled being a parent and being a mother in a way that like it wasn't her whole thing but it was a big part of who she was yeah. like um because I feel like in shows like this they kind of panic and are like well you're a mom now so that's all you are and it was nice to see like these and like Monica's fantastic you know she was they they did a good job with her as a little girl her mom was great um and so it's really nice that like these like they're they're not like shitting the bed with women anymore, which is refreshing. Keep it up. Keep it yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, keep not <laughs> shitting the bed, please. Uh, yeah, well said, Rob. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna do a little. Uh, this might be hack, but um, <laughs> because she is now arguably one of if not the most powerful magical being in the marvel universe my winner is wanda mm -hmm. um <laughs> so she's inc incredibly powerful now and yeah. a force to be reckoned with uh, up until this point you know certainly an important part of the mcu a powerful avenger but um she's now you know we'll see, but more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, capable of literally manipulating reality uh, and making it real, not just mm -hmm. like a, 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 an illusion. So um, yeah, and, and she's studying hard 
she's out. Um, yeah, she's, she's not coasting. Doing, she's hitting the books. Yeah, she's reading the books while she's while she's <laughs> yeah. uh, just just you know doing household stuff. And then, but can't lose that scholarship. <laughs> there's a thing in AA where they always say, uh, while you're in here, your addiction's outside doing push-ups in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while Monica's just while Monica's just like going around and doing, um, you know, nice making tea and having a nice. Wanda. Yeah, sorry. Who did I say? You said Monica. Okay, Monica. sorry. Oh, Monica's well, making tea. Monica might also enjoy tea. Um, <laughs> but while Wanda, tea. while Monica, while while Wanda is making tea, uh, her sorcerer powers are doing push-ups in the ethereal plane mm-hmm. and uh, getting real strong. So I'm very excited to see where she goes from here. Yeah, Uh, I uh, Wanda is also my my winner for the season for all the reasons previously said, but also because she got away with it. (laughs) (laughs) She got away with it. All the nasty shit that she did, she flew away. She just kind of now she's in in the mountains somewhere, uh, as we said, um, making tea while her um, ethereal self uh, hits the books. and kind of walk through those people with their hood up, like, oh, you know, they're not going to notice. Yeah. Like um, she's an Assassin's Creed. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having just watched uh, Age of Ultron uh, and Civil War um, uh, and the different ones where they talk about the Sokovia Accords, like that's the kind of thing, like that is a massive deal, what just happened here. Mm-hmm. Um, so for her to just be like, I'm out. That's um, why the Sokovia Accords are a good idea. Yeah, yeah, wasn't, right. They're legit. I mean, wasn't she also the one who caused the Sokovia Accords to happen? Yeah. Like, she, she, like, well, oh boy. The, she part of it. She was, I think there was the, it was the catalyst. Or not the catalyst. She was the, the tipping point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because she, the Sokovia is the just building. the, yeah, the, the building there. But that wasn't, that was in Lagos. Yeah. Um, yeah. The okay. Sokovia was when the whole of Sokovia went up in the air mm-hmm. and came yeah. a crashing mm-hmm. down. That's right. Yeah. which is how we get to, uh, uh, what's it say, Zemo. Yeah. Yeah. Zemo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Once we'll this hits the news, like if you think about it, if you're just like a, like, if you're just like a mundane, of, if you're a Mundy in a the Marvel Cinematic Universe world, like that. and like this stuff's hitting cable news, you're, you think like, oh, Wanda Maximoff is like a, like a hardened terrorist like, yeah. in terms of what she's done to the popular. Like, okay, yeah. she blew up a building, uh she you know she's an avenger but also like she kidnapped an entire town she blew up a building uh like hayward's gonna be pissed <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there are uncles out there in the marvel cinematic universe that go you know the real problem is that wanda back mm-hmm. yeah. yeah especially after tucker carlson gets done with her oh my god <laughs> what do we really know about wanda maximoff that's yeah. j jonah jameson right like it really is yeah. Yeah. Be j. Yeah. Jonah jameson. he's gonna be talking oh, about that- wanda's laptop yeah <laughs> that, that yeah. was um that was i'm not a huge video game person but every once in a while i'll play and um when they came out with the spider-man game from a couple oh, years yeah. ago one of the most brilliant things they ever did was they recontextualized j jonas jameson as he's not the editor of the daily bugle anymore but he has a podcast that mm. is straight up alex alex jones level like yeah, nuttiness, it's really basically good. it's fantastic it's such a clever conceit and you can listen through it throughout I the entire game as you're playing around i think they're kind of doing that in um the mcu yeah too. well in, in the Sony oh that's right yeah part. that's yeah, right yeah him. Mm-hmm. but yeah. that that spider-man video game i haven't played the miles morales one yet and i i because i'm i'm not spending 800 on a ps5 and i'm not buying yeah. it for an old generation system yeah. um but uh 
but that Spider-Man video game is like probably the second best Spider-Man movie, like maybe third best. <laughs> mm, it's mm. so good. Yeah. It's the really main storyline of that game is 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 a really good film. Is this mm-hmm. behind Spider-Verse? No, this is just this was just a no, like a Spider-Verse number one movie. Oh, Spider- sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah I'd say Spider-Verse yeah. number one, mm-hmm. that video game, and maybe uh Homecoming or Welcome Home. Far from home. Far from home. Home, home, home. Home home again. (laughs) Sweet home. Uh, Briefly, I just want to chat about the making of, which they aired, special documentary feature on uh, WandaVision. Um, Just some quick takeaways that that I had. Uh, I didn't realize that it was actually taped before a live studio audience. Uh, I did not know that. And that they they put them in period clothing and had old wooden chairs to try and give them the full full experience. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was wild. God, that I, was love, so I cool. love that mm-hmm. shit. We, so we cool. went to, um, they have a thing at Disney World called Dapper Day. Um, and it's mm. like I'm real, a Dapper Day man. like <laughs> in the muck Disney yeah. fan it's, bullshit. It's and like, we love it. <laughs> it's like capital D. Uh, join me on the Disney Adults podcast. I eventually start. Uh, it's capital B <laughs> Disney Adults, and it's it's both very cool and also a lot. It's it's very cool and can be very toxic. Like uh, we were in line, and this woman was basically like, like we put some thought. It's okay. So what it is is yeah, we're just we're just, we're just like- going off. Like so, if you're not familiar, just Dapper Day listeners. Dapper Day is, a, is an unofficial Disney park event. So it's not done through the parks. It's done but through they, a separate it. entity that, yeah, the parks does support it, but it's a separate entity that puts it up. And basically the idea is you show up and you go to a Disney park on a specified day dressed as you would have dressed when, the when park Disneyland opens. originally opened. Oh, wow. So like oh, everyone's okay. like in like suits. Suits and, and, and big dresses. dresses. And, and it's really cool. And people go all out yeah, for it. Yeah, people go nuts. But like and, it was, it was felt very much that where it's like, and we dressed like I dressed like in a vest and and yeah. and a and a shirt and tie, and you dressed in a nice dress and yeah. you had we had like pins on of like oh our my, Disney oh, characters. And then this one woman like went up to oh, Kate and was like, she had a bell a bell pin on. This woman was like, oh, so you're wearing my pin then? And we're like, uh, like yeah. <laughs> uh, she was like Disney bounding as Bell. It's like, ma'am, you are thirty two and you are from Detroit. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, like, you're not a character. Like. Okay, like we're having fun. You've taken this too yeah. far. Yeah, um, wow. But it's but, but it's, that's what everyone looked like in the audience. Yeah. So it's like, a, did they tell them Comic Con deal that had to happen before quarantine, right? Like that's that that episode had to have filmed before quarantine. Yeah, I, I think. So. Yeah, I think it was like uh, January. I think January. 5th. Okay, because I was like, wowzers! If they if they did that during, oh yeah, god, yeah. If they did that during quarantine, um. Like, and also, that was and also like uh actively showed it in a like a documentary yeah. but um mm-hmm. and i'm like did they give them those costumes did they i'm sure they gave them those costumes. i don't know like that's know. a lot of yeah. people just to costume like out of the like that's like a giant budget for like something that doesn't see film but it's but it's also you've got from like a costuming perspective you've got these like I'm sure Disney has a huge store. Sure, of, like, there's a ton of shit. They've got the resources for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking from a television production standpoint, if you're like, they're always like, how do we cut costs? How do we cut costs? Sure, sure. This is a thing that will not see screen time except in the making of. Uh, that's why I was curious if they had a thought to do a scene where like they pulled out and showed that this was being shot in front of a live studio audience as mm-hmm. like part of the show Didn't itself. They reference that they were thinking of doing that? Well, they showed an audience in the in the like 
let's go through everything we've seen so far episode, but there wasn't any audience. Okay. They showed a place where an audience would sit, but they didn't have an audience. So okay. who knows? Yeah. Uh, one thing, another thing I enjoyed was how it was a lot of the same sets that were just redone over and over in different mm -hmm. ways for the various decades. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't think I quite fully appreciated until this documentary, Paul Bettany's moves from just being a voiceover to everything he's had yeah, to do since. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, because yeah, uh, he was saying that he he didn't know that he would be Vision uh, when he was first hired to be Jarvis. And just like, the, it, I think one thing that I took away just in general with um, this behind the scenes episode is just the amount of work that it takes to do pretty much every job that everybody did. Mm -hmm. um, I was just blown away by uh, the amount of detail that everybody had and the amount of attention that everybody played um, or took to their specific role, whether it may be the costume people, um, the the music writers, they yeah. were just incredible. A great incredible. segment uh, throughout oh, yeah. that. So yeah. good. Um, yeah. Just to see like how, how flawlessly they could like, like, all right, well, I'm inspired by family ties. So like, let me create this thing that sounds mm -hmm. kind of like it, or, you know, it's, it's in, like, it's actually like really <clears throat> inspirational to like see people who care that much about their job and who are good at <laughs> that good at their job. Um, <laughs> it makes me like consider what I do and, <laughs> and how I well, do the, the Anderson Lopez's are like EGOT winners. They've done the music for avenue q and i believe mm. book of mormon yep. they're the reason why frozen frozen took mm -hmm. off wow mm -hmm. yeah uh one I, of the go ahead rob oh sorry right. i couldn't i i i guess I, I i understood it like conceptually but but seeing it up there that basically every time we see the vision uh in like in his normal vision self not like as a human but like in vision getup we're watching an animated character and that's <laughs> yeah bonkers and yeah. how like, like clean it looks and how clean it yeah. looks and how like yeah. and 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 i've heard I, I, we watched some videos on youtube of this like special effects house that does like a bunch of uh stuff i forget what they're called what's the name the, the their their account is the corridor the corridor um, yeah but they do videos where it's like um cgi artists watch uh, yeah and, good and bad cgi and, they, <laughs> okay, and it's okay, really good yeah. it's really great content mm. but they're basically they'll, they'll pull apart a scene from an avengers movie and during like the high action scenes where a bunch of superheroes are doing superhero shit you're watching an animated film at that point like every yeah. single thing on the screen is rendered and it yeah. and and it's it's just bonkers to to realize how far we've come mm -hmm. with with cgi and what we can do with it it's 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 silly and scary uh, on the flip side of that, the another thing I enjoyed was how they used practical effects mm -hmm. throughout. Oh yeah, uh, where they could, uh, yeah. with things being on rods and 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 wires as they were talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought that was that was pretty cool and true to the uh, the era. I think that this um, uh, kind of shows how important it is that you can't rely on just one form of effects. Yeah. that like when when you blend the practical and the digital that's when like the magic really happens mm -hmm. because like if you do everything <laughs> digitally like if we watch like an animated bowl i'm sure they could make it look great but like there's going to be a point where everything feels false yeah because mm -hmm. it everything nothing has weight or like everything feels fake so it's like yeah. nice like it's 
per it was the perfect blend of like 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 lord of the rings perfect blend of like practical effects well it's it's what you get you know when you lean too far in one direction you get the uh the prequel trilogy to star wars and Mm -hmm. everything looks dog shit because everything (laughs) is is computers and not and 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 they weren't quite there yet look 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 great at the time but looking back you're like oh my god this is yeah this is hard to watch Um, well yeah well and then then that that's a whole rabbit hole to go down to because like uh, sorry sometimes you put the quarter in me and sometimes like the whole song (laughs) quarters in quarters in but just real quick like that's the kind of thing too where like they for for those movies too they shot a lot of them without sets it was basically just like green screen basically and there you go yeah and like i think for actors i think that can be very very limiting sometimes and i think you see it in those movies too where they're basically just like i don't 100 percent know what i'm reacting to or how i should be feeling or any of that kind of stuff and i think the marvel movies do a good job of avoiding that that's what happened with uh ian mckellen and the hobbit like there Mm. there have been stories that he would like go into his trailer and cry because like he would have to do like all of his acting in front of a, a green screen to a tennis ball and he's like this isn't what i I'm classically trained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, this isn't what I, this isn't what I, like, signed up to get a sock. This isn't why I act. I, I've, I've mastered the bond. <laughs> um, all right, well, that, that'll wrap up Winston's Corner. Um, <laughs> well, Stan can I just, Winston, if you will. Can I just say one thing really quick too? Because yeah, since sure. we're talking about Here's effects, another quarter. I, <laughs> another quarter. No, since we're talking about oh, like we just I we, we were talking about like all the different approaches and all that kind of stuff. And like one one real takeaway from the uh from, <clears throat> from the making of was like the little invisible effects that they do. Cause like there was one moment like in the it was in the Modern Family episode when uh Vision wakes up and he's uh at the you know like the the the, the circuit the carnival basically and like they show the CGI people and like you know it's it's a gradual escalation for just like okay, vision's headpiece is not real it's like okay cool it's like oh also we replaced the you know the uh the, the sky and you're like okay and they're just like oh by the way all those like carnival wagons basically and trucks and everything they're not real either we put those in you're like oh okay you know like those little kind of things were like that give the shot so much texture that you watch yeah. it you're just like well that's clearly real you know like they yeah. parked some trucks there yeah. and made all that kind of stuff and it's all not real yeah yeah, yeah. all right we're going to turn our attention to the future uh, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just a quick preview. Uh, previously on uh, these characters and where they've been, how they got where they are. Uh, so we have Falcon, Sam Williams, uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, Bucky, uh, Bucky Barnes. Uh, we also have in this one Sharon Carter, uh, the niece of Peggy Carter. Carter. Mm-hmm. Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have Helmut <laughs> Zemo, uh, who is... Uh, uh, from Civil, we we saw him in Civil War. Um, so, Great character. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about Falcon as he's portrayed in the MCU? I have a very brief um, things here, but I want to hear. He's what you, a what you he's got. a scrappy guy that kind of was in the right place at the right time to help yeah. Cap and yeah. and Black Widow and and proved and, his loyalty. And isn't he technically Captain America now? Like. It the way things were left with him, it seemed that way. Um, but if you shield, watch, he's got the shield. He, he's got the he he's has got the, the tin, shield. Which in the, America. Which in the right. comics, I think Bucky gets the shield. Isn't that right? Yeah. That Bucky becomes. Uh, so it's yeah. in the comics. Both, both of, them of these do. characters both of them have do? played. Oh, both okay. of them have taken they up the mantle at some point. Down okay. the middle. Each have half. So they've both been Captains America. Okay. In the past, so yeah. 
Yeah, he's got wings. Um, he's a former uh, agent. Uh, within what, though? I thought he was former military. He's not yeah. former okay. shield. Yeah, he's former. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was like a military subset, like subdivision type of thing, kind of like the Tuskegee Airmen, but like okay. in <laughs> yeah. that like universe. Mm-hmm. And um, and we kind of also get to see how his like how his armor and his his equipment, um, like it just kind of like levels up in mm-hmm. every movie that he's in. Yeah. And he even yep. has a little uh, uh, red wing. Uh, yeah. Drone. Oh yeah, just fun. He is uh, in watch rewatching these movies. He's one of the more interesting and fun character characters of of all the heroes to watch. He's one of the more fun to to watch just because of the the way that his armor uh, and his wings kind of move, uh, the way that he fights, and they become like other hands at times. It's it's just really cool to mm-hmm. to watch him watch him fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Sam also has one of my like favorite like little throwaway lines in any one of these movies, which is in uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, I think it's just an aside. He says to uh, Nick Fury at one point when like uh, uh, when 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 Captain America is on one of his kind of righteous kicks and everything, everyone turns to Sam and Sam's just like, hey, don't listen. To, you know, don't look at me. Basically, I, I do everything he does just a little bit slower. And I like that <laughs> yeah. because yeah. I like how Sam is very, very comfortable with himself in the sense that even mm-hmm. standing up next to Captain America, he's not insecure or anything like that. He's like, look, you got your skill set. I got mine, you know, mm-hmm. like and that's fine. You know, like we're, we're, we're a good team. And that's that. I, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And even when Ant-Man beat him in their little. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> It, it was just cool to see him, you know, have like such a cool attitude about it, but like, be like, yeah, make sure that uh, Cap never sees this or hears about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, he was one of those that got snapped uh, yep. in, in the MCU. Um, the, the moments that stand out that have come back and had their big payoff was the on your left, yeah. on your left, yeah. on yeah. your left. Uh, and then Captain, you know, can you hear me? On your, on your left. And then that all the pocket so universes cool. started opening up and <laughs> uh, they're all coming through. God. Great scene. What so a good. moment. That was yeah. just like hands down my the best uh movie experience I've ever had, like in mm-hmm. a theater. And that oh, yeah. hit different post November seventh. Uh oh, that sure. part. Uh after the election and yep. things well. Uh, who gets political uh i'm happy that trump's not the president anymore um and after and like watching that scene at the end you're just like okay yeah this hits different now Um, well i i remember sitting in the theaters watching that part mm -hmm. and thinking like so much so much of the content that we were consuming was about like toppling these people and these like these ideologies and it was like oh wouldn't it be nice if like (laughs) we got to experience this hope in real life and then like you know joe joe biden's not like gonna fix everything but it was nice to be like oh my god (laughs) i can breathe (laughs) you know yeah Uh, we're gonna get some one stars for this bring it on perler yeah, I mentioned Starkraven Mad, and we've gotten reviews because sometimes politics come into things. I mean, you're talking about a show like Game of Thrones or the politics of these worlds. Yeah. It's all politics. Na- yeah. yeah, everything's it's natural. politics. Yeah. Everything's politics. Yeah, it's just exactly. going to come up. Go create, uh, so- an, go create an ethereally good conservative written piece of fiction, <laughs> and and yeah. and I'll watch it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what I want to know from this show, I oh, think sorry. that's the boys. Yeah, is it? Uh, <laughs> I think it's lampooning that. I really, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've read the comics, oh, but yeah. yeah. But if you watch it on surface level, you're like, oh right, yeah. And you're, if you don't yeah. read anything into it, yeah. if you're incapable of of of, right. of, of, of reading subtext, yeah. um, 
But um, what <laughs> I'm hoping from this show for the most, like the, the thing I'm hoping from the show most, coming off of such like a thoughtful, um, deep thing like WandaVision, I'm really hoping what this isn't is like just over the top military porn. And, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm hoping it's just a really fun, like buddy cop uh yeah. romp Big, with mm-hmm. two great characters which is two hot boys <laughs> one of whom i went to college with um i never really met him my friend chris did a lot but um which one uh, sebastian stan went to the oh. mason Grove school of music yeah. at rutgers well he went hey. to the mason Grove school of the arts at rutgers when i was there for opera and apparently was at Lent. parties that i may have been at hey. but um yeah. we were not friends i'm not claiming friendship <laughs> i'm just claiming being in a vicinity that he was also in uh, so as he's doing pretty good for us. <laughs> uh, as he is uh, brought up, uh, so we got the Winter Soldier, uh, James, and I'm pretty sure his middle name is Buchanan. It is. So yeah. he's named yeah. after one of the worst presidents in history. <laughs> yep. uh, James Buchanan, Bucky Barnes, a childhood friend of Captain America, um, and they kind of go on adventures together in uh, the first Avenger. He falls off the train. Mm-hmm. He is salvaged by... Uh, Hydra and turned into the Winter Soldier as part of the Winter Soldier program, where there are many, and we see them all get killed by Helmut Zemo uh, in Civil War. Um, mm. So that's pretty much it. Well, actually, his his arm got blasted off by Iron Man uh, yes. in in Civil War, and then he is uh, rebuilt and upgraded uh, in Wakanda by uh, I believe Shuri. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he uh, comes in handy in. Uh, <laughs> in, yeah, in Endgame, yeah, see what yeah. you did there. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah, great character. Um, and rewatching them again, Civil War, uh, very good. Winter Soldier, so damn good. Like That's, such a really, yeah. really good movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wonder if um, because like the internet really wanted, or I'm sure there are pockets of the internet still want this to happen, but really wanted Captain America and Bucky Barnes to kiss a lot. <laughs> So I wonder if that horny energy is going to be transferred to uh, Bucky Barnes and the Falcon. I'm sure it will. I definitely want that. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it will. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for it because <laughs> the internet and its horniness is such a scary place. <laughs> they but... are uh, two handsome people, uh, and they already have that in those movies, the previous movies. There's already a good energy and a buddy, mm-hmm. buddy mm-hmm. comedy mm-hmm. sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually when people fun. on the same team like tell each other how much like they hate each other it really means they love each other so. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it really means that they want to kiss you. real bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yep um anything more on winter soldier well i think it's bucky interesting Barnes? i i well i think it's interesting about, about bucky but also about sam as well that like really technically now both of them are kind of kind of out of time i think a little bit basically where mm-hmm. you know bucky was constantly being you know frozen waking up frozen waking up but sam <laughs> since he missed five years you know like both of them are kind of like they they kind of missed at least one beat you know as, as they're trying to get their lives back together um and obviously they both miss uh uh uh, uh captain america uh steve um and you know uh, definitely there's definitely that love hate energy i'm getting from them and there's definitely that energy of like you never have that friend group where like that one person is like the glue and then the glue, that glue person kind of moves away to like another town and everything. And yeah, you're just like, mm-hmm. I have to redefine what your relationship is. And it's just like, I don't feel it's right if we stop hanging out, but like, <laughs> I'm not sure what our energy is now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's just Philly comedy. That's just Philly comedy over the last <laughs> yeah. seven, eight years. Yeah. 
Uh, I like that. Uh, if I could put that with it, he is their, he was their glue. Uh, yeah. So they have to kind of, he's the thing that brought them together. His now being gone has brought them together. Well, we don't know that he's dead, right? He's, he's just not dead, old, dude. Right? He's just old. There. Yeah, he's, he's just, just really he's just old. old. So yep. we, we're going to see him. That's he, it. He we're literally see him looks like Joe Biden now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He, he looks like a yeah. beefy Joe Biden. Well, and uh, like Captain America running for president isn't like, it's very much in alignment, I feel like, with yeah. his character. Yeah. So I wouldn't sure. be surprised. Wasn't there a, a meme uh, where he was like, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It was uh, Joe Biden. They'd be like, Joe Biden, you should cancel all student debt. And yeah. It was just uh, Captain, old Captain America going, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> so uh, see, we can be uh, equal. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We're mad at Joe Biden for not canceling all student debt. Um, Perfectly yeah. reasonable. But, uh, jumping off what Michael said, I think... I wonder if like the through line for the next couple like Marvel projects is just going to be like this, um, what happens after an intense loss, what happens to your life after this intense loss happens mm -hmm. and moving mm -hmm. forward. Yeah. Or like Wanda, Wanda's is like, this is what happens when you have unchecked grief yeah. and you are doing nothing to like, kind of like Haunting of Hill House. When you have all this unchecked grief, and you're not doing anything about it this is kind of this is bad things can happen like you don't treat yourself with respect sometimes you don't treat others with respect because you're hurting so bad i wonder if this is like well this this terrible thing this terrible loss happened for us maybe we can build new things out of it like mm -hmm. it's a, a period of growth rather than like you know like like imploding in on yourself mm-hmm and that is uh, like we talked about last week. That's the the MCU as a as a whole right now, uh, and mm -hmm. it does feel like that. Where uh, this is the fallout period of of Infinity War, Endgame, um, the people dealing with personal losses, as you were saying, Katie, uh, and also the global impact yeah. of like, holy shit, what did we just go through? People disappeared, reappeared, uh, and let's see how those things uh, kind of work themselves out as we build into yeah. the next big big shit that we're going to have to deal and with and i think that's like really great that they're doing this because they could have easily just like the snap could have happened and it could have kind of meant nothing mm -hmm. like they could have just moved forward with like a zoo boo boo like everything's fun and fine and flirty <laughs> and, yeah. um, but like it's it's good it's it's nice that they are putting the time and effort into having things really carry weight and yeah. have consequence. And like, you know, it's not just a bunch of adventures of beefy boys and beefy girls in like <laughs> cool outfits. It's like, no, these, it's like what Stanley wanted complex people with complex problems who can also punch people really hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm really ho looking forward to like getting a little bit more context uh, in regards to everybody who got snapped away too. Cause I, cause Falcon and Winter Soldier both got snapped, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. they both did. Yeah. So yeah. I hope that they do dive into just like what, like, just like, like you said, like the consequences of that and, um, and, and what that means, because like they, I think WandaVision was our second opportunity to see um, a different side than we saw in, uh, in Spider-Man with like everybody returning in the blip. Uh, so mm -hmm. like kind of seeing like what other uh, 
ways that that impacted people's lives is going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I'm really also looking forward to uh, seeing if there's any, just like, because I know that like, specifically with Winter Soldier, um, I know that he was like a product of like some super serum and um, the same thing as like Captain America was as well. And like, that's like where the seeds for Wolverine's character can kind of potentially be planted. Oh, um, yeah. So like, I, I hope that we get a little something, but I won't get my hopes up because I, I won't fall into that same trap. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this show in general, just to kind of like have it be like a palate cleanser of, of mm -hmm. some sorts while still giving us those um, those little bits of information that we we all look forward to as fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the only other characters that we have in this that we've seen before, or at least that I've seen in uh, the trailer, uh, we got Sharon Carter mentioned before, Nisa Peggy Carter. Um, she's She was a uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent that was undercover over um, kind of watching over Captain America on uh, Nick Fury's orders. She's not part of the Hydra uprising. And then she kind of brings Cap his uh, his shield back at one point. Um, and then we have Helmut Zemo, who was last seen in Civil War. Lost He lost people in Sokovia. He's pretty pissed about it. Uh, and he faked, his, faked Bucky's appearance uh, when he blew up the Sokovia Accord signing. And he killed um, all the other super soldiers. But it seems like, based on this trailer, there are other super soldiers. Right. Yeah, there's that, always that, more super soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's yeah. always yeah. Marvel. Like Marvel, Marvel comics is always just like, oh yeah, there's a whole stack of them over here. We can use. Yeah, like, found these in the basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the, just pull out a drawer. There's like a never-ending There's a never-ending supply of super soldiers and uh, Project X uh, yeah. participants. Yeah, it so, just like, takes a the, hot day in the Arctic. Something melts and then yeah. is exposed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, definitely looking looking forward to it. And we're going to see it on on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, any any other thoughts before we head out? I'm, I'm optimistic. In, yeah, yeah, me too. Me Is, too. I'm. Yeah. You go first, Michael. No, I was about to say I'm 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 in, I'm interested intrigued to see all those characters again, especially some of the ones that the Marvel movie, like every Marvel, especially like the ones that you mentioned. Like, there's sometimes they're so overstuffed with characters that I really enjoy this this opportunity they're taking to kind of like. Put them into their own thing, like have to be a little bit more self-contained and give them some space to breathe. And I think this is mm -hmm. going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my question was going to be is, so the original, so Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be the next thing that comes out. Is the Black Widow movie after that? Because I know the Black Widow movie was supposed to be the first thing that like kind of ushered us into this new. I thought Black Widow was May. Yeah, yeah, Black Black, Black okay. Widow comes out May fourth. Okay, Ooh. so it's so then it's WandaVision, uh, Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, is that going to be a, is that going to be a Disney Plus premiere thing, or is that? No, be I think theater? they are I, set on theaters for that, aren't they? Yeah. Right now, Michael? they are set on yeah. theaters for that. Um, that may be the first movie I see in a theater. Yeah. Yeah. Fully vaxxed Rob over here. Rob <laughs> hey. <and Katie>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essential uh, transit employee. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, then that will, unless there was something you had, Marceli. Oh, no. I mean, just uh, I, I I enjoyed WandaVision. I thought it was great. And um, <laughs> yeah, and Falcon and Winter Soldiers should be fine. I guess one last thing is just like, uh, I, I know we've praised them a whole bunch, but I think the Fist um, Bros. <laughs> the Fist Bros. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I think like just in terms of like bonus winners. Um, I think Cap and Han and uh, 
Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, so like, I wasn't too familiar with either one of them before this show, and I'm huge fans of mm-hmm. both of them. Oh yeah. Um, and it's like it usually like somebody's performance, like an actress performance, doesn't usually um, blow me away and and make me want to go back and see their other things. But in this regard, um, both of them kind of just like really made a fan out of me. So shout out to both of them. Oh yeah. Well, then that will uh, do it for this episode. Uh, We will be back our next episode covering Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thank you, Marceline. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Katie. Thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.